What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Backup Fantasy Sports. It is Thursday, August 17th. My name is Ewan, and on today's episode, we're going to get into some Fantasy Premier League with a Game Week 2 preview, team selection, transfers, tips. It's all going to be covered here on Backup Fantasy Sports. Just to get things started, you can follow me on Twitter right there at you in or you out where I post this video, all my written content on rotaballer.com where we have FPL staff roundtable. We have weekly rankings for FPL. We've got some guys over there that cover DFS. They cover betting. So any English Premier League content that you need, it is right there on rotaballer.com and here on Backup Fantasy Sports. So appreciate any likes and subscriptions to the channel and if you check out the written content over there on rotoballer.com but we are here for some game week two action so we're going to get right into it here quick review of my game week one squad here so last week i believe on my draft i was contemplating between richarlson madison Well, we got the leak about Phil Foden, so I went with Foden. Didn't burn me too badly. Would have preferred a better return from him, but he still looked lively. He did play in the Super Cup on Wednesday, did play the entire game. So wondering what Pep is going to do there. But 78 points all out. Erling Holland returned with two goals. Seven of my 11 guys returned. I got no money in the bank, and I'm just outside the top $1 million. So not too shabby, but we are not here to talk about game week one. Plenty of people have done that. I don't want to do that anymore. Let's get into game week two with the fixture preview. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we've got games for four days this week. Nottingham Forest and Sheffield United kick us off. Tomorrow, these are all UK times at 7.45. Fulham-Brentford, Liverpool-Bournemouth, Wolves-Brighton on Saturday. Then we get a doubleheader night games with both Manchester sides, Spurs, Man United, Man City and Newcastle. Sunday has Aston Villa versus Everton and West Ham versus Chelsea. And the Monday night game is Crystal Palace versus Arsenal. So plenty to watch this weekend if you are into some FPL and just Premier League action in general. I will be watching quite a lot of football this weekend. Let's get into the fixture ticker. This is what I talked about last week. The uh, FPL general said it on his podcast If you take out game week one, what are you left with? Well, here we go. Over from game weeks two to seven, little six-week time span here. Here are the next best fixtures overall. We've got Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City, Brentford, and Everton right up there in the top five with Burnley, Bournemouth, Sheffield United, West Ham, and Crystal Palace in the bottom five. Lots to not kind of navigate there, but as you can see, Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City. Man City's only kind of non-blue game is this Newcastle game at home on Saturday night, uh, which I know Pep Guardiola is very happy to be playing on a Saturday. He thanked the Premier League in his press conference last night after the Super Cup win. But yeah, Brentford have good fixtures. The Brighton fixtures get tricky after a while. So this is the overall fixture ticker here. But if we look at the attack... It does change a little bit. Liverpool drops down a little bit, but Chelsea and Arsenal and Man City stay up there. Chelsea with West Ham, Luton, Nottingham Forest, Bournemouth, Aston Villa, who just got annihilated at St. James's Park over the weekend, 
and then Fulham. That is a fantastic run, and we're going to get into a certain Chelsea wingback later on in the episode here. Arsenal, Crystal Palace on Monday, but then Fulham, Man United, Everton, Tottenham, and Bournemouth. That's a great run, so you can hold on to your Arsenal assets. Man City, Newcastle's tricky, but then they have a good run of fixtures here as well. So definitely investing in the top sides is the way to go. Brentford have a few weeks here with some great matchups, so I would be sticking with Wissa or Brian and Buemo if you have put them in your squads. Defensive fixture ticker here. As you can see, a lot of top sides up there. Liverpool shoots up a little bit. Bournemouth at home this weekend is going to be a big decisive factor in a lot of early season go-arounds for FBL managers if they went Salah, if they went Trent. To be determined. Last year it was 9 nothing. I don't think it's going to be that way this year. Uh, Bournemouth look a little bit more tacky. Liverpool's defense looks a little bit more leaky. So we are waiting to see how that pans out. But I, I don't think Bournemouth are going to be kept off the score sheet. But I do expect Liverpool to win there. But here, yeah, ranked most to our easiest to toughest defensive fixtures over the next six game weeks. You can check all of this out on the Fantasy Football Scout website which is fantastic we're going to get into so this is what i'll be doing for my game week previews i'll kind of cover three big topics and just give my spin on them you've probably seen these in a bunch of other places but just want to go with that for now ben Chilwell is he a must-have he scored seven points on the weekend he's already risen in price 5.6 he might rise again before we get to the weekend owned in less than 20 percent of teams 0.16 expected goals, 0.22 expected assists. His 0.38 expected goal involvement is 10th amongst all defenders. But those touches in the final third and the opponent's half are phenomenal. He was pretty much playing like a left winger on Sunday against Liverpool. who He was just bombing down the left wing time after time. And as you can see from his heat map here, it was all over the place. At the bottom, that's where Liverpool's defense is supposed to be. He was all over the spot. He had the assist. He had the goal that was just offside. Ben Chilwell, 5.6 million. If you need to make a transfer this week, which hopefully you don't, um, this is a guy that you have to go get. Unfortunately, with the price rise, it's probably come out or too out of reach for a lot of FPL managers right now, unless they had some money in the bank. Maybe if you have a Gabriel and you have 1 million in the bank, you can still get to him with John Stones with 0.5 in the bank. So Ben Chilwell with those Chelsea fixtures that we talked about earlier on the fixture ticker, definitely in our thoughts. And just coming out this afternoon, it looks like his running mate down the other wing, Reese James, has picked up a hamstring injury and could be out for a while. We're going to wait to get some confirmation on there, but it is kind of going around the Twitterverse that Reese James may have picked up an injury. Pochettino said after the game that his early sub of Reese wasn't for injury. It was just because match fitness and stuff. But we will see if that is to be believed when the press conference rolls around here. Next topic is, should we be spending on Spurs? Richarlson and Madison were very popular picks at the deadline last week as the Harry Kane news broke that he was off to Bayern Munich. They were both in my thoughts. When I saw that Phil Foden was going to be in the Man City lineup, I couldn't resist going with the midfielder. And I kind of wish I stuck to my guns. This is the second season in a row now that I've been determined to go Madison at the start, and I just backed out at the last minute. 
He punished me once again, nine FPL points, 13.7% of squads picked him at the start of the game. He came through with 1.02 expected goal involvement, two shots and 55 touches in the final third. So Madison was looking good. Richarlson took up the Harry Kane role and he was pretty good. Um, only two shots, which is a little disappointing, but I do expect that to grow as he kind of gels with the team. Obviously, Harry Kane was involved in Tottenham's preseason the entire summer, so they didn't get a ton of practice with Richarlson as the Harry Kane 2.0 or 0.5, whatever you want to call him. But Richarlson should grow in that aspect. And both had positive signs in this Brentford game that was 2-2. Here is Madison's heat map. Uh, he was really involved in the center of the park, not really out wide. He looked like he had been part of the Tottenham squad for years. He was controlling the ball, just pinging it all over the spot. Two assists for the new signing from Leicester City this summer. And very much in my thoughts for this game week, but especially game week three. Um, spoiler, I'm trying to roll my transfer in game week two, but with Madison looking very attractive, the slight concerns about Gabrielle, it may be tougher than I was anticipating to keep that transfer for game week three, but Madison is certainly going to be in my thoughts, as will be Richarlson. As you can see, not as involved, but he was getting the touches in the final third there around the box. Only two shots. We'll see how that goes this weekend against Manchester United. I'll be that's kind of why I want to roll the transfer as well. Uh, getting more information after this week, we'll have double the amount of info on the season as that happens to be with two games instead of one. Uh, and Man United were kind of torn apart by Wolves at times on Monday night, and I'll be interested to see if a team more deadly like Tottenham can do some serious damage to the United team. And if the results come through positively, there could be a world where I am going with Charleston and Madison in game week three, because just look at these fixtures coming up here. Bournemouth, Burnley, Sheffield United, Arsenal, Liverpool in the middle, kind of tough. Liverpool looking extremely leaky though, so it may not be as tough as we thought, especially with it being a home game. Luton, Fulham, Crystal Palace. This is FPL paradise. And I may go early on Madison this week or in game week three, especially if he can make it through that Man United game in one piece, because I don't want the price to rise too much. I don't want to be kept out of the Madison sweepstakes. I will have my cash cow in Mo Salah after this week. 12.5 million. After this Bournemouth game, it might be bye-bye Mo until Liverpool's fixtures turn, and I will be using some of that money to make sure that Madison and potentially Charleston are both in my squad for game week three moving forward. Those fixtures are absolutely glorious. Now we come down to what everyone's talking about, the 6.5 million midfielder battle royale. So there are seven candidates here. There are three more that I didn't list because just no one really, they're not in the discussion right now. But Harvey Barnes came off the bench, 11 points, spectacular. Uh, only in 4.4% of teams, I believe he played 11 minutes or something. So I uh, need to see more game time from him. Solly March, Matoma, Pascal Gross, all came, well, not all came through for Brighton, but Matoma and March both got an assist and a goal. 
Brian and Buemo got the penalty. That's why we picked him. I picked him because he was on penalties, and he also missed a sitter in that game, so it could have even been a better day. 1.61 XGI for Brian and Buemo. Diaby for Aston Villa got off to a fast start for his new club despite their thumping seven points there for the 8% owned new signing. And Eze over here, 15.6% owned, 0.92 expected goal involvements, but only three points, but it could have been a lot more. He was very impressive. And good news today, it sounds like Elise is going to stay at Crystal Palace instead of going to Chelsea. So Eze will have a couple of running mates still there to keep him as a creative outlet for Palace and hopefully to score more goals for that squad as they move forward in the 2023-2024 Fantasy Premier League season. Just wanted to look at these guys' fixtures coming up here. So game week two through game week six, the attacking fixtures uh, based on the Fantasy Football Scout ticker that I showed you earlier in the episode. You can just check the timestamp there. Uh, Villa, Brentford, Brighton, Crystal Palace, and Newcastle. These are the five squads that are represented by those midfielders. So as you can see here, Brentford have the highest rank when it comes to the attacking fixtures. Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, and Everton are at home over the next five, and Fulham and Newcastle on the road. That Newcastle game will be tough. It's a red fixture, but Fulham on the road, not too bad. They should be fine starting with this weekend. I expect Mbuemo to get two, possibly three returns in that stretch. So I would certainly be thinking about him. If you have him, I would not move off of him until this stretch is over for sure. As for Brighton, Wolves on the road. We'll see how they they, they didn't give up a lot of chances to Man United. They were really unlucky to not come away with three points in Old Trafford on Monday night. So uh, tough luck to them. But then Brighton have West Ham, Newcastle, Man United, and Bournemouth. So I Tough stretch coming up here for Brighton, but I would still stick with their assets. The problem is with all these 6.5 million guys, I don't think anyone did a bad job or an exceptional job that you really have to move off of any of them. Um, Eze was really good, just didn't get the return. Uh, Harvey Barnes came off the bench spectacularly. Wouldn't trust him because of his minutes. So certainly stuff to think about with all of these guys. But I did rank them here, one, two, three, uh, for my favorite guys with the reasons there. And when was on penalties, he seems to be the talisman for Brentford. There's no Europe for Brentford either, which is a concern with Brighton coming up soon. But we may be jumping off the Brighton assets by game week three, game week four, if we are concerned about that. But yeah, and Buemo, I think he's also the best long-term pick over the next five, six game weeks that we just showed you with the fixtures there. Eze comes in second, kind of the only creator for Palace, kind of talismanic like Mbuemo. He's on penalties. Palace also don't have Europe, and his away fixtures are not bad. If you just look here, Brentford on the road, Aston Villa on the road, not too shabby. Brentford let in two against Tottenham on Sunday, and then Aston Villa were thumped 5-1 by Newcastle. So you may not be too concerned going against those squads. And then third here is Matoma, just the most reliable piece of the Brighton attack. Low threat rotation, but we don't know that there's going to be no rotation there yet, especially with Brighton having Europe this year. And he kind of just always finds a way to get goal for your side or an assist if you need it. Moving over to my team, I did this last week with the predictions from three of the big sites here. So FPL Review, F Fantasy Football Scout, Fantasy Football Hub, all kind of like my team. 
Fantasy Football Hub seems to really like it over the next five game weeks. That's a pretty big outlier there. Um, so not sure what that's about. Maybe they are anticipating Luton having a double or something. I'm not entirely sure, but thanks, Fantasy Football Hub. Feels good about that. But this is what I'm lining up with this weekend. Matt Turner in goal. Gabriel Estupinan, Chilwell at the back. Phil Foden, Brian Mbuemo, Bukayo Saka, Mo Salah as my captain. Marcus Rashford, despite his unimpressive performance on Monday night. Jao Pedro and Erling Holland up front. Don't want to make a move. We'd really like to bring two transfers into game week three to potentially have a mini wild card, kind of fix some stuff that with any problems that crop up. I kind of want to be patient with Gabriel, give him another chance to get a start. We won't know till Monday night. So just going to kind of, I don't see the point of making a defensive transfer right now. I still believe that Arsenal have a solid defense. I still think Gabriel is going to be in that team a lot. Uh, with Timber's injury, it'll be interesting to see if they can switch up the tactics to fit Gabriel back into the squad. Phil Foden, another minute's risk, but I think Man City will want to have a pretty strong squad for this Newcastle game. I think that's going to be pretty tough. Phil Foden, can he play three times in a week? I sure hope so, but there's also the chance he comes off the bench and bangs as well. So that's kind of what Phil Foden does. Not worried about Mbuemo. Mo Salah is my captain. He's my big swing for these first two weeks. And then I've got Pickford on the bench, Baldock, Archer, who has been linked to Sheffield United, I believe, this afternoon. Uh, so that could be very interesting coming up there with a 4.5 million forward in the game. Also, Balogun for Arsenal, um, West Ham or Tottenham were linked with him this afternoon as well. So certainly something to watch moving forward in the game as we could have two 4.5 playing forwards that would make having Mo Salah quite tasty in the game along with Erling Holland. So we'll see how that wraps up when the transfer window comes and goes. Just wanted to look at some of the other sites. FPL review. These are my optimal moves that they think I should make this year. So, or this week. So option one is no transfer at all. Option two, Foden to Richarlson. Option three, Foden to Sterling. Option four, Rashford to Martinelli. Foden... If, the, if we somehow hear before the deadline tomorrow night that Foden is not, didn't travel with the squad or isn't there, Richarlison could be in my thoughts, but I would rather go to Madison. That's kind of the move I've been eyeing up. That's what I'm hoping I can stick around to do for game week three. Hopefully those prices don't rise and fall, but I'll be watching on tonight, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, just making sure that none of those prices change. And hopefully Foden to Madison is an easy switch that I can make quite early in game week three. And on Fantasy Football Hub, they just recommend that I bring in Colwell for Gabrielle. And I don't really, I know Colwell, he seems more nailed, but Gabrielle could be right back there with all these injuries. Arsenal's have a tough kind of away game to Crystal Palace this week. So certainly not going to go with that. But they also recommend their first option is that I just save a transfer for game week two. So it feels like I'm going to roll people. The, the models say that I should roll the transfer. So we'll see. But yeah, starting with next week, game week three, plans are to kind of get rid of Salah. I can upgrade Archer or Jao Pedro if he shows signs of a minute's risk kind of to 
Nicholas Jackson and then get Madison in. Definitely open to taking a hit next week. But that's for game week three's preview. And that will do it for this week's episode of Backup Fantasy Sports. I hope you enjoyed this week's Game Week 2 preview. You can follow me on Twitter right there at UNRUout. Read all my rotoballer.com content, rankings, staff roundtable, DFS, gambling, you name it. Rotoballer.com's got it for your EPL needs. And just like and subscribe to this channel. Love the views, love the likes. Uh, Appreciate any feedback that you can give me as the season rolls along. But once again, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you next time. Thank you.